Hey y'all, welcome to Eco Chic, a podcast all about practical science and sustainability. My name is Laura, and I am a graduate student studying climate science. This podcast is a really awesome space to share a lot of things that I take for granted, like general climate change education or personal sustainability efforts, things that are not necessarily common knowledge, but totally should be. New episodes of Eco Chic come out every Tuesday, wherever you listen to your podcasts, always taking a fresh look at some topic on our environment that we've glazed over. We're talking about climate change from a bunch of different angles, but also just personal tips on how to be a more responsible citizen of the planet. Today is a super exciting episode of Eco Chic because, dig this, it is our very first phone interview. I'm really excited. I hope that this turns out well. I've done a lot of research on like the most efficient ways to record conversations. If you have any tips, like let me know. But I'm really, really hopeful. I'm so excited. Today, we are talking with Sharon Rowe. Sharon is the founder and CEO of EcoBags, which was essentially the first reusable bag to really hit the United States market. EcoBags was founded in 1989, so Sharon was definitely ahead of the curve when it comes to sustainability. People were just not bringing their own bags into grocery stores yet. They say that the average lifespan of a plastic grocery bag is about 12 minutes. Sharon identified this need and replaced these single-use plastic bags and created this really cool, sustainable, environmentally conscious business. EcoBags has been recognized by a bunch of major publications and continues to impact society today with their really cute like French-style string bags, cloth produce bags. They have other products like canvas bags that a lot of companies can go ahead and put their own logos on. There's just so many different aspects to this really cool bag business. Sharon just released her first book, The Magic of Tiny Business. I recently had the pleasure of meeting Sharon in Flagstaff, Arizona, where she spoke on a panel for World Ocean Day. I am so excited to talk to her today here on EcoChic, all about how sustainability can be profitable and her philosophy on slow growth in the business world. Thank you so much for coming on today to EcoChic. I'm really excited about this. This is actually like my first interview for the podcast, which is really exciting. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited. So for those listeners who might not be familiar with you or with EcoBags, could you give us a little bit of background on your founding and how you identified this niche for reusable bags? Yeah, sure. Um, well, my name's Sharon Rowe, and the company's EcoBags products were online, ecobags.com. But when we started 28 years ago, there was no internet, so we were simply EcoBags. Uh, <laughs> we are still EcoBags. Um, we... <laughs> Decided, I decided 28 years ago that I was just really tired of single-use plastic bags because they were uh, breaking, uh, they were seldom used even more than once, and they were clogging up gutters, and they were floating in rivers, and no one was really talking about it, and I just decided to stop bringing my own bag to the store, I mean, bringing using the plastic bags, and I decided I wanted to bring my own bag to the store um, and stop this useless wastefulness. Um, and that's really where the idea came from. I mean, years earlier, I had been in Europe, and I saw reusable bags in Europe, and um, specifically the string bags. Mm-hmm. And that's what I started started my brand with. And I thought, you know, if I if this is an idea that will catch on, this could be a culture shift. You know, people could go to the store, bring their own bags. They would think about what they're putting in their bags, and hopefully it would lead to stemming all other kinds of wastefulness. So the idea was actually very, I like to call it simple, but it was very tiny. And uh, when I started, no one was talking about this. And of course, now it's it's a movement um, and has been for a number of years. But when we started, um, 
it was the very, very, very beginning. And if other people were talking about it, I didn't know them. And the other thing to note is that we decided instead of going to being a nonprofit, we went into business. We decided that business could be a platform for good. And from the very outset of the business and building the brand, we were always about reusable bags, but reusable bags made sustainably and responsibly. Yeah, I love that. I love the idea of you know, taking something from Europe and bring it here and the idea of founding a business as opposed to a nonprofit. That's just a really cool concept because you are making something really sustainable. Um, and like you said, a lot of people at this point were not thinking about bringing their own bag to the grocery store. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, how you promote this idea of a reusable bag and how you spread these bags. Because at the, at the time, they're still a foreign concept. So how do you connect with people and just kind of spread this idea of sustainability? Uh, back then, and I think it's still true now, you lead by example. So were we really we really figured out that this would work because we would bring our own bags to the store, my husband and I, and other people would sort of notice and say, oh, that's neat. That's a good idea. Where do I get something like what you have, right? Mm -hmm. So that's sort of just one-to-one, -one, right? Um, then we did an Earth Day Fair which where we pre presented the idea and we sold the bags hand over fist. People were like, oh, my God, I've been looking for these. So then we knew there was um, there were more people like us. So there was a, a pent-up demand, but there was no product to um, meet the demand. And then beyond that, we, in terms of spreading the idea, it was always a one-to-one. -one. But when you have an idea and other people pick up on it, they take your idea forward. And so we got picked up a lot in newspapers, um, local articles. Luckily, our local was Metro New York, so there's a lot of spreading there. And then when we decided to go into a business, a business to promote and sell reusable bags, we found ourselves with a very large platform reaching, obviously, not just consumers, people who would buy one, but reaching um, store owners who would, you know, purchase hundreds to sell to their customers, and then beyond that, we reached distributors who would sell to retailers, who would sell to consumers. And the interesting thing about this is it's not a disposable product, it's a durable product. It's like buying a mattress or a backpack, you know, something that you're going to use for years and years and years. So we just had to find and create relationships, multiples of relationships um, all over the country, and now we have them all over the world of people. Um, putting our product in their store to reach the people who want to buy and use it. Wow, I love you that. Know, yeah. Yeah. I love the idea of comparing a reusable bag to, you know, a one-time, lifetime purchase like a mattress because that's really how it should be. It should be something that is long-term. Yeah. I meet people who have had our bags for 20-plus years. I Actually, because I just wrote a book called The Magic of Tiny Business, which is all about how you can have an impact, a very big impact to make a good living and not, you know, create a huge business. You can do it from a very focused, laser-focused point of view. Um, so people have been writing me, and they're like, I know your brand. I've had your bags for 20 years, for 25 years, for 26 years, some even 28 years. I was like, wow. wow. You know? <laughs> it's actually not a very... Many people would say it's not a very sustainable business model because you can't resell to the same people over and over again because they already have what they need. Um, but there's a lot of people out there who don't want to, you know, take home single-use plastics. Wow, that's amazing, 28 years yeah. of a bag. Uh, that's so awesome, and that really speaks to your quality and just, like, long-term brand longevity. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I thought that was always part of the process, though. I mean, we always we always sought to make something that was, uh, again, sustainable and durable. And we always looked at the supply chain, even in 1989. Who was making the bags? Uh, what were the conditions that they were making them in? What, what were the conditions that the cotton was farmed in? You know, we were looking at looking at all of a problem here, creating a problem somewhere else. Wow, that's awesome. And that's really a very global mindset, which we are now just starting the conversation on a day level, uh-huh. on, which is super yeah. cool. I am really glad that you mentioned your book, The Magic of Tiny Business, because I wanted to talk a little bit about this creation of a very intentional, laser-focused business, like you said, um, uh-huh. really building a business for a specific purpose. And I wanted to talk about what a tiny business means to you as opposed to a small business or something of the sort. So a small business is a uh, designation that's very vague. What's small? I mean, the U.S. government says a small business is up to 500 employees. Wow. Right? Wow. What does that mean, you know? <laughs> Some people think they have small businesses and they have multi-million dollar businesses. Other people say, oh, I have a small business and it's just a mom and pop or it's just one person. So with tiny, I'm making the parallel with tiny houses, which is everything that's a part of the business, the very structure of the business is very intentional. It's all about solving for X, whatever that X is, that problem, and meeting whatever your goals or values are so that you're consistently moving in a direction that is in alignment with who you are and the change that you want to see or be in the world. You know, a tiny business can be a multi-million dollar business or again, could be a mom and pop. It's not, it's not a business that's just designated based on employees or gross revenue. It's about the intentional focus of the company. Like, again, what is it solving for? What, what problem is being solved? What market is being opened? What disruption is taking place? Wow, that's awesome. Um, thank you so much for explaining that. I really appreciate that designation, I'm a big fan of the tiny house movement and just the idea of creating a life um, very intentional, building you know, building a life that really works for you as opposed to always moving towards the next stage of yeah. growth. Well, and it just means listening to yourself and listening to what you value and really settling in a little bit with what you really enjoy. I mean, why be pushed around by external forces if you can drive your own bus? Wow, I love that. That's a really great metaphor. Um, wow. Thank you so much for, you know, this little bit of insight. I really appreciate it. I'm sure the listeners will really appreciate it. Um, where can we find you online? Oh, I'm all over the place. Um, <laughs> for, right. For the book, it's, uh, the magic of tiny business on Amazon or go to IndieBound Um, and you can find out where, you know, what local, uh, booksellers have it. Brightside books has it, for instance, in Flagstaff. Um, for me, uh, Sharon Rowe, R-O-W with an E, dot com. Uh, everything about the book, everything about me is there. I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me. But if you go to my SharonRowe.com, you can find all those links. And then, of course, my business is Ecobags, E-C-O-B-A-G-S dot com. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'll make sure to link all of those down below in the show notes for listeners to check you out. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for, you know, taking the time to give me a call and explain a little bit about this really awesome 
tiny sustainable business that you have created and just really nurtured. Um, I really look up to you in the sense that, you know, you've had a, had a plan and you really stick to your values and I really appreciate that. Oh, you know what? I figured the reason I wrote the book, by the way, is because I figured if I did it, you can too. Trust me. I made a lot of mistakes. So you don't have to make a lot of the same mistakes. I have them all very carefully notated in the book. <laughs> I also have a lot of very clear examples on how you can proceed and build. I think the future is about creating thousands, if not millions of tiny businesses with that kind of intentionality because we have the power to uh, create the changes we want to see. Uh, there's no more waiting. The time is you know, basically now. I will have Sharon's book, The Magic of Tiny Business, linked below in the show notes. It's available on Amazon or wherever else you get your books. I'll also have the website for Eco Bags linked down below. If you enjoyed this episode of Eco Chic, please let me know and leave a review. I, again, was so, so excited about this. and I really hope it turns out well. Um, if you have any thoughts on potential topics that you'd like to talk about, I'm really, really happy to talk as always. I love hearing that y'all share these episodes with your friends, so please continue to do that. This podcast is now available seriously everywhere you get your podcasts. So Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever. If you want to chat about science or sustainability or whatever else, you can follow me on Instagram at Laura E. Diaz. Slide into my DMs. That is like by far the easiest way to get in contact with me. Or you can email me, Laura at LauraEDiaz.com. Um, and that's also my website, LauraEDiaz.com. And that's where I post some more in-depth articles on sustainability and travel adventures, things of the sort. Um, so last week I published like some tips on how to make a really efficient trip at the farmer's market, which is like my little Sunday ritual, but I know it can be intimidating for some first-time attendees. And I also started compiling a products page sort of situation where you can find links to Amazon for all of your sustainability supplies if you want to move towards a lower waste, more eco-conscious lifestyle. So that's like reusable bags, jars, anything like that. You can find it all on my website. So thank you again so, so much for listening and I will see you next week.